fuck you, everyone. I'm fucking dead. Ah. Welcome to the Beauty School Dropouts podcast. We will use our salon wisdom and questionable life experience in an endeavor to fix your life. Because a good hairdresser is cheaper than a therapist. This week, we've got Sarah, Kate, and me. It's a small cast, and uh, I'm excited. How's it going, team? How was the week? Busy. Very busy. Lots of work. (laughs) (laughs) I did a makeup training session yesterday, so that was quite nice. Ooh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. Taught someone to put a face on, which was cute. Nice. Nice. I do quite like doing those. It's always a bit fun. Like a bit of a play with other people's stuff too, which is nice. (laughs) Although she had nothing. She had no makeup. So she she just broke up with her partner. So um, she had nothing. No makeup. And... uh, she was like, okay, you go, show me how to do it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> rolls up sleeves. <laughs> no, I must say, like, that's actually probably a better way of doing it too. Like, we end up doing makeup workshops and, and private lessons and stuff with people and they go out and buy a whole bunch of new things and bring them along because they're like, I didn't really have any makeup, so I bought all this. And it's like, no, 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 no. You don't know what it is that you like yet. So, <laughs> like, have a play with my kit and figure out what it is that you want out of that and what style of products are going to work for you that way. Yeah. Especially because, like, collectively in our kits, we've got fucking everything anyone could possibly need. So covering all the different styles. What about you, Sarah? What's your week been like? Looking after Max. <laughs> Straight back into regular life post-Mist Pin Up New Zealand? Yeah, yeah. You didn't experience any glitter crash, did you? <laughs> oh, no, I've had far too much <laughs> other shit going on to think about glitter crash, but I might be getting some telltale signs of it today. Oh, real. <laughs> Well, in the smoothest segue known to man, uh, this week we're talking about Glitter Crash, or um, also known as that sort of post-event slump that kind of hits you after you've put your all into getting ready for something. And I know for sure it hits me pretty hard after some of our big shows, especially like when you've spent ages and expended all your energy preparing for something and you've focused all your time on it and then you have to socialize at the event itself and then go home and you're like oh cool that was the weirdest roller coaster of all time and you end up kind of exhausted but also desperate for more and and it's all very complicated and weird so we figured it was kind of well worth a bit of a chat about especially while we're in the pandemic times and events are few and far between so there's a lot more time to sort of sit around and wait until the next one have you guys experienced glitter crash in a big way after anything in particular and like what does it sort of feel like to you um yeah I yeah definitely um definitely like a mix of being exhausted um physically and emotionally it's almost like a depressing kind of feeling too for me I get really sad because I'm like oh no it's gonna be either a while to see these people or I won't see these people in the same group again that's mostly from like my theater days so um Mm, yeah the end of a show is horrible because you get what is it how many months of working three days a week with people you know and then you do two weeks constantly for a show or a season and then nothing yeah 
and you're like you know that it's not going to be a group that's going to be able to be recreated again yeah so like even if you're working with some of the same people on the next show it's never going to be quite the same hey yeah horrible what about you sarah what's your sort of what's what's your style of glitter crash uh i'm notorious for keeping myself busy afterwards but then it all crashes like it literally all catches up on me and for me it's just I get really tired I get really run down I get really emotional and a key sign for me that I know it's happening is I get blisters on my hands and that's for me when I know my immune system is fucked and I need to do something about it (laughs) (laughs) yeah no it's definitely it's one of those bizarre things that I think People assume, they hear Glitter Crash and, you know, sort of talk about it and they assume like, oh, you get a bit of the sads after a thing, you get a bit of the sads. And it's like, no, it's so much more than that because you've spent so much time preparing for something like in a whole body kind of way. Like it's, you know, that mental, emotional preparation for spending all that time with people and you spend time with people. And then afterwards, your body, like chances are you haven't really listened to your body's warning signs while you're at the event. I know Viva for me is a big one, like... Every year post-Viva, I'd come home and end up in the hospital just because, like, that's how my immune system responds to things. But, like, you know, spent five days wanting to pack as much in as humanly possible. So not, like, really listening to the warning signs that my body's throwing out, not making sure I'm drinking enough water or eating proper food. And then, yeah, sort of by the end of it, when you finally slow down, your body's like, oh, we've got we've got a moment to breathe. Cool, let's just collapse into a pile of rubble. <laughs> Yep. That's why they tell you to um, take vitamin C while you're on the highs. Yeah, a thousand percent. I know like half of my diet is vitamin C tablets when we're like in the prep for VVDO and stuff. Any of those big shows because like working them, like going to a VVDO is one thing. And obviously there's a lot of prep involved if you want to make sure your outfit's right and you want to make sure that you've, you know, got your hair planned right and you're staying somewhere with some friends or you, you, you've you made plans and, and that sort of thing. But going along as a vendor is a whole other thing because you've got to spend the weeks beforehand making sure you've got enough stock. So you're constantly making shit and packaging things and sorting out displays and packing and get there and you spend an entire day packing in trying to make everything look fancy and then you're already exhausted by the time the day of the event rolls around and then you have to spend the entire day talking to people and convincing them that they want to buy your stuff and being nice to them when you just want to be a cranky asshole and have a nap (laughs) under the table (laughs) and then you still have to like pack down and then you think okay it's all over I've packed down but then you've got to go home and unpack and put everything back where it belongs and reassemble your office because you borrowed your own shelves to use as a display and it just ends up dragging out for so much longer but that's, you know, five whole days where you've pretty much just ignored everything that your body's telling you. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys have any, are there any like telltale signs for you guys in the lead up to an event that this is something you're going to potentially struggle with afterwards? Or are you just like straight on in there like, this is a later problem. We'll figure it out next week. <laughs> I'm definitely a, this is a later problem. This is a, not, that's a future Kate problem and future Kate can deal with it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm in that same basket. I do the exact same thing. Like, I don't prepare or think about it other than, like, making sure I've got, like, other things to do after to keep my mind off stuff. But I just... See, I don't even do that. I'm just like, (laughs) this is all exciting and fun this week. I'm going to do it and do it. And then, like, you come back 
And you're like, well, what do I do now? <laughs> These days I don't actually have to play anything. I've just got Max. <laughs> <laughs> so your time is filled whether you want it to be or not. <laughs> yeah. Although I do have, you know, pineapple and pebbles also. Does that count? Actually, I bought, sorry, going off subject, um, but very important because it's very entertaining. Um, I bought pebbles, my cat, for those that don't know, one of those floppy fish things, those those mechanical fish. Oh, my God, it's so funny. Oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, because it pats their bum. Oh my gosh! Okay, I'm keeping it for <laughs> 15 years down the line. Um, but she like <laughs> loves it. Literally, just runs straight at it, and it's so weird. I like did it, recorded a video and sent it to my family, and they're like, "Why have you got a real fish on the floor?" And I was like, "It's a fake one." But yeah, I suppose that's kind of entertaining, and that could be exciting things. Uh, get my mind off. Glitter crash, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's definitely it's tough because after those like after those big shows and things, all you want to do is like curl up in a ball for a week, but that almost makes it worse because then your body's like, hmm, no, <laughs> like you obviously yeah. you know you have to make sure that you're getting enough sleep and looking after yourself properly and like I mean my my whole go to in the like in the lead up to a show if I know I'm just going to get absolutely ruined um is yeah like heaps of vitamin c uh like those tiny awful baby carrot sticks and hummus like I have those in my bag and like walking around viva I just had like a box of salad and like happy video and stuff it's always just like miscellaneous snack vegetables and things because I know I'm not going to eat real food otherwise and like trying to like boost all of that when I know next week I'm going to be a miserable wreck and I'm not going to want to get up and cook because I'm going to be tired and sick and sore and whingy but otherwise yeah like I try and make sure that I've like if I for example am going to spend a lot more time awake at an event than I usually would like make sure I'm giving myself an extra couple of hours of sleep each night for the next like week or so to just make sure that I'm going to have some, like, you can't really catch up on sleep in a real tangible way, but try your best to and give myself something else to focus on that's not work-related for a while, which is always nice, like, take a day off after a show and spend it doing a very low-impact activity, like, I have weird crafts that I enjoy doing and things, but do you guys have any particular, like, fail-safe, all right, I'm feeling a bit fucked up by this, what am I going to do to fix it? kind of methods what's your what's your battle strategy um every week every week every year after beach hop I take an extra so I take a day before and I take a day after because I know I'm gonna be munted so taking that extra day means that I can sleep in and just like slowly wake up and chill out and do a bit of washing I'm not stressed Um, But that's the only thing I specifically do for, like, Mm. events and stuff. I used to do things like that, like try and sleep in after and just kind of chill and have, like, me time, like have a good old soak in the bath or stand for, like, too long in the shower. But I don't get to do that anymore. I have Max. (laughs) 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 I don't get to do a lot of things these days because of Max. (laughs) But it's okay. I love him. It's all right. You'll be able to join in on our post-beach hop tradition next time. Yes. Of uh, 
go yes. to the hot springs after beach hop, yeah. spending oh. a day drinking cocktails in the pool. <laughs> I've got that booked in already. <laughs> That's like the bestest thing, like our the bestest thing we've ever come up with. Yeah. <laughs> Might even book a massage next time on my feet, my legs. Oh, my God. Yeah, God, that would be the best. Yeah. No, it's definitely after years and years of doing those sorts of shows and at the end of it just having to go home and be whingy. I'm like, you know what, actually, like, everyone else, like, when you go home and you go back to work and stuff and people are like, oh, my God, how was your holiday? And you're like, it wasn't a holiday, I was working. (laughs) But it's nice to be able to, like, have that little bit extra at the end and you're like, you know what, actually, like, it was work for the most part, but the last day was really nice and chill and relaxing. And we got, like, we get to hang out and just, like, talk shit drink cocktails sit in this bar just like mellow for a day and then go back to work and go back to reality and stuff after that it's always kind of a good way to finish off those events so i think we definitely need to find more hot pools around where our shows are (laughs) Mm, definitely yeah so um glitter crash is like kind of a term coined by the burlesquers but it applies in a lot of ways to various other things and especially like one of the reasons we wanted to talk about this this week was because it's obviously the post Miss Pinup New Zealand week and it is normally post V video as well, so we're always a bit fucked. Uh, thankfully, Kate and I have the luxury of not working that day, just screaming and yelling. So we were like a regular level of tired instead of an insane <laughs> level of tired. But with big pageants, especially, like you put so much effort in and you spend weeks and weeks and weeks planning it, and it gets quite, you get quite emotionally invested. Like it would be silly to say that you didn't, right? So. It often, like I find, and I found particularly after V-Video, like after Miss Pin Up in my year, and after Viva, like pouring so much of my energy and feeling so emotionally invested in something, like as soon as it was over, it hit pretty hard that I hadn't got, I didn't have anything else to sort of like look forward to. And that sounds really bleak because there is there are plenty of things in my life to look forward to. <laughs> but like after putting I mean it's the same with planning weddings and stuff. You see it a lot after weddings as well. Like post wedding when people are like, Oh yeah, so we're married now. Cool. And then that's kind of it because they're not planning a big party anymore. So there's not the same like thing to look forward to. Did you guys find that post pageants and things that you had that sort of drop in motivation to do things because you weren't planning a big thing anymore? Yeah. You almost feel misplaced because you've done all this stuff for so long and then that's it. And you're like, well, who am I now? (laughs) Yeah. As, like, bleak as that sounds, yeah, well, me, anyway. Yeah, and you can kind of, you can kind of understand why people get, like, because you see it a lot towards the, like, some of those competitions and stuff and some, like, weddings and things. When it's getting towards the end of the day and people are starting to realise that that's kind of the end and and starting to get to that, like, overly emotional, oh, shit, it's the end now, now what? There is sometimes that like dip in behavior where you're like, this is not normally the way I would talk to people, but I'm like super stressed and super emotional and super tired and and I feel like I'm about to be hit by a drug. And also this thing that I've been working on for so long is just done. Like it's it sucks seeing people get like that, but it is totally understandable. It just is such a tricky balance to try and make sure that you're not behaving like a fuckwit, eh? Mm. <laughs> Like, bringing the whole mood down at the actual event. Like, you're like, oh, okay, i got to keep this yeah. up. <laughs> Try not to be, like, a sad sack. Yeah. No, it is very tricky. 
Because, yeah, if you've put so much into it and then it's it's over, your brain's like, cool, we're done, we're done, we can stop being nice. <laughs> yes. No, Sean always laughs at me at the end of a show as soon as, like, the doors are closed and the vendors are, like, allowed to pack up. Even if there are still customers there, she's like, I can just see the switch in you. You go from being, like, professional sales friend to, like, regular old grumpy bitch friend. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like your brain's like, cool, it's five o'clock, we're done. <laughs> But at least I think I know because I'm aware of it. I uh, at least warn you guys that that's what I'm going to be like. (laughs) It's all part of the package. We're used to it now. (laughs) We're all pretty much the same though. Although like Nicole really pushed, Nicole and I, when we go out after like beach hop, for example, (laughs) we're extra assholey. Like because we've just been out the night before too. And... Most of the time, I well, I mean, the last two times I've been drinking, apart from last year, so, like, maybe a little bit hungover too. <laughs> You're like, don't talk to me. I'm sweaty. I'm sad. Just everyone, like, now I have to pack up my fucking kit. Yeah. My arm's hurt and I'm a wingy asshole and it's hot and I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> That's why on the last day we usually get, like, fish and chips or takeaways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, the absolute last thing anyone wants to do is have to, like, cook and then also deal with anyone else's criticism of your cooking. Because I know, I, I normally don't really give two shits. Like, I'm quite good at cooking. It's something that I like doing. But if I'm tired and I know everyone around me is tired, I I don't want to risk anyone saying like oh this could be more done or this could do with more something because i know as soon as someone says like oh this could do with more salt i'm just gonna cry (laughs) (laughs) turn into an emotional blob and it's like not even about that yeah it's it's not the salt i don't even care about the salt i'm just really tired (laughs) yeah it's like your partner just like the one or the one inconvenience like you're having because you're so like on edge and you're coming down and whatever and you sit there and you're like the smallest inconvenience ever like maybe your blanket won't pull over to your side of the bed or something like that and you just have the biggest emotional breakdown you're like fuck everyone I'm fucking dead Ah." that was me yeah. Poor Logan. Well, that's hilarious. When people say that to children, they're like, oh, you know, it's fine. You're just tired. I'm not tired. <laughs> like, no, no, I'm just a giant child and I am tired. But if anyone tells me I'm tired, fuck them. I'm not tired. I'm just grumpy, okay? <laughs> but then you're like, I am tired. So what's your fucking point? Why are you yelling? <laughs> you never understand how tired I am. <laughs> You don't know what it's like wearing two pairs of fucking shapewear, Logan. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I remember coming home from one... I can't remember. Maybe it was an Americana. Either way, it was utter carnage and I was there by myself. And I was working with Sean and we were staying together. And I was just absolutely exhausted like out in the sun got sunstroke we had worked for like just hours and hours constantly no stopping no anything and I was just so fucked and I was just like crying in the van and Sean's like what is wrong with you and I was like I don't know everything hurts and I'm so tired she's like are you 
Are you like, this is not like a normal breakdown. This is a very sad breakdown. <laughs> I was like, oh no. I got home and I took off my back brace and one of the spines in my back brace, which was full of these big metal like spike thing, like plate things basically, had snapped and was stabbing me in the back. And the whole time I was just like, this is fine. And she's like, what is wrong with you? It's like there's like bleeding through and all the stuff. And I was like, no, that's not even, that's not it. I'm just tired. And she's like, you've literally been stabbed for Lord knows how many hours and you were willing to just write that off as being tired it's like okay i'm clearly broken (laughs) so bleak (laughs) all right so anything else we want to add into the glitter crash discussion just basically right that you just have to plan to reduce your glitter crash so planning is always best so giving yourself chill day relaxing time and knowing your patterns of attitude or whatever after a big gold glitter crash so that you can make it the smoothest transition to being normal again (laughs) do you know what I mean yeah honestly even if it means yeah like prepping your meals for the next week because that's extra work in the before times but in the before times you're already going to be doing way too much anyway so you might as well throw a few extra things in there like making sure you've got like vegetables cut up for a salad and stuff like that. So you've got food and things ready to go for the next week. So when you're in a miserable asshole mood, you're not just going to like have five nights of takeaways uh, and use all your profits from whatever event you've been working at <laughs> to, to feed you for the next week because you're just too miserable and sore and whingy to do any actual cooking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Stock the fridge with orange juice and baby carrots and hummus and you'll be fine. Easy foods. <laughs> And, like, heaps of cold water, too. Yeah, Just, like, nice things. Refrigerate water bottles. Yeah. Tony came home from work once after a show, and I was just sitting in the middle of the lounge floor eating baby spinach out of the bag, like potato chips. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I just need vegetables, okay? You're like, how? Fine, like, yeah, no, I'm fine. I just need vegetables. (laughs) A-G-L-F, I need health. Health. So I need green things. Help me. <laughs> I can't smoke spinach. Ah! <laughs> now, obviously, you might have uh, might have picked up on the fact that we're all sort of suffering a bit of glitter crash this week. Uh, <laughs> so this podcast is going to be quite short, uh, and that's okay. I'm sure you'll all understand. Uh, and even if you don't, too bad. Um, we're going to move into listener questions. <laughs> so we've got one listener question this week that hasn't already been covered by the rest of our chat specifically. Um, and I thought it was kind of an important one because obviously Glitter Crash sort of hits everyone, but it does definitely hit vendors at markets and things quite differently to regular punters. And as vendors at markets, sort of figured we might have a bit more to add to this one. And the question is, I have a stall at craft markets and I always end up falling into a slump after big events. Like I don't know what to do with myself and I just sit around twiddling my thumbs. How do you stay motivated to keep making things or doing work after a show? I would suggest don't put so much pressure on yourself. You're allowed to allow yourself time to appreciate what you've sold or what you've created. Give yourself a break. Um, you've worked your way up to getting there and you can't just keep pushing yourself otherwise you're just gonna end up burning yourself out so you've got to give yourself time to relax 
and then the motivation just comes naturally anyway sign up to another event and then you've got a timeline you know what I mean so it's not don't put so much pressure on yourself to Mm. stay motivated all the time no one's motivated all the time you should see the state of my house right now it's disgusting um (laughs) because I'm just not motivated to clean it and that's okay if anyone turns up to my house and points it out I'll fucking yell at them and then have a big breakdown (laughs) and start crying and then they'll be like, whoa, Kate, calm down. And I'll be like, don't, have major regrets for even mentioning it. <laughs> I'm not tired, okay. <laughs> all right, what about you, Sarah? Any suggestions? To be honest, I think that was pretty much all covered. Like, give yourself a chance to have a break. Give yourself a chance to decompress and to process what, had actually happened and what had gone down and then sort of yeah. start collecting yourself back together and Absolutely. figuring out okay, what is next where do we go yeah no yeah as um as someone who makes things for shows like for our stall and things like it's it's very easy to feel like after a show I have to replace all the things I've sold and I get home and I'm like oh, I've got to get back to work because I sold 17 flowers and so I've got to make at least 17 flowers but like in reality, what I need to do is give myself some time to find things that, I, that I'm excited about making again. Like, people know to come to me if there's nothing on the website that they like. They'll know to just message me and I can make them something at the time. But if inspiration doesn't strike, forcing it is only going to make you hate it. You're not going to enjoy any of it. It's going to take 20 times longer. If you're miserable about something or if you're trying to force yourself into being creative, you're just going to hate every minute of it. So definitely just give yourself time to chill out and then the motivation will happen. And even if it's like, I know I get sucked into trying to, like if I have a bunch of really cool ideas before an event, I try and do all of them in time for that event. But I have to constantly remind myself like, okay, maybe try two new things and then these other three new things that you're trying to all do in time for this one event can just wait and that can be a later problem and that can be the thing that's getting me excited to start work again before the next event and I can keep those things in the back of my mind as something I really want to do and that's an easy way to stay motivated about getting back into work after a big show but definitely don't pressure yourself because that's not going to lead anyone anywhere good. All right, well... If you have any questions for the Beauty School Dropouts, then feel free to submit them through the podcast page on our website or via email to thebeautyschooldropoutsnz at gmail.com. We've all been there. So this week your homework is to share with us your best tip for curing the post-event blues. Remember to join in the chat on our Facebook and Instagram and let us know what fixes you up and gets you back to being your sparkly self. And that is episode 20. Fuck me. Yeah, it's crazy, right? (laughs) Yes, we hope you've enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening and thank you for submitting such excellent questions. Next week, we'll be talking a little bit about the pinup community and the roots and origins of what we now know as pinup. So that should hopefully shed some light on the scene in general and open up some good chat, right? And until then, remember to breathe, look after yourself and don't let the glitter crash ruin your memories of a really great time. We can get through this together. Because a good hairdresser is cheaper than a therapist. Goodbye. Right, I'm going now and I'm going to throw a tantrum and go cry in the fucking shower. All right, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Enjoy it. Make sure it's nice and hot.